Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now please enjoy. What makes an object cursed? Is it the result of a spell, a tragedy, or a powerful emotion? How can we tell if an object is really cursed or if it's just our own self-fulfilling prophecies? And what are the consequences of the cursed object? Well, today we look at two more curses, the Allure Rock and the painting known as The Hands Resist Him. So let's dive into their stories and try not to fuck around and find out. You're listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, home of all things cryptic, creepy, and mysterious. I am Joshua. I continue to be living. Be forever, Sammy. And each week we present to you a look into the mysterious, unexplained world around us. From odd creatures and unexplained beings to other, otherworldly encounters and visitors from beyond. Whether you're a skeptic, a believer, or you're just plain curious, no worries, we got ya. So join us as we explore the mysteries of our universe. The hands resist him. Not them. Not them. Him. Singular. Even though there are two mm. in the picture. In many types of hauntings, ghosts seem to attach themselves to certain objects from their lives. Residual or intelligent, these objects hold their tether to the physical world somehow. Whether the energy imbued in the object from their lifetime fuels the force that binds them to it, or it's tether is a, in a, or it's a tether in a spiritual sense of the object, as if they had a strong emotional tie to it. Cursed, haunted dolls, necklaces, gems, mummies, and of course paintings are all on the list of some objects known to have paranormal, paranormal or demonic ties. Yeah. One such painting is entitled "The Hands Resist Him." To understand the whole story of the painting, allow me to describe to the audio listeners what the painting depicts. Um, do you have a picture of it pulled up? I do not, but I'll get one picked up. Then. Yeah, I didn't do that. If only we had a TV to do this with, That would Josh. be classic. I um, mean, just uh, before warned, it's going to haunt you. Um, I can tell you that when I look at it, I definitely get an unsettling feeling. Um, not like a, ah, fuck this, but like in a, it's just not, uh, like we talked about last week. Or the week before. Not to shit on artists and their work, but good God, dude. Hands resist him? Mm-hmm. It's two kids. Uh, one kid and some kind of weird doll thing. Oh, that's a doll. Okay. Let me describe. The painting depicts uh, a small boy standing next to what looks to be like a doll girl. Mm-hmm. With like one of those ventriloquist mouths. Scary looking fucking uh, Right. And they're standing in front of like a glass window, and behind it is a series of multiple, multiple small hands seemingly grabbing at the glass window behind them. Uh, the kid um, is staring right down the barrel of the viewer and just peering into your soul with his just black, hollow eyes. It's kind of. Um, black eyed child. Yeah. BLC. Downloadable content. DLC, oh. black eye. Oh, BEC. I thought you said DLC. We are acronyms. <laughs> DLC is something totally different. That's the acronym for black. <laughs> oh, not race thing. Okay. Uh, in the ventriloquist doll girl's hands, she's got some kind of weird device, like with wires hanging out of it, which has sparked some weird uh, questions. Um, the hands resist him portrays Stoneham, who is the artist, at age five in a Chicago apartment with the hands representing the other lives. The glass door symbolizing a thin veil between waking and dreaming and a girl doll serving as an imagined companion or guide through this realm. Mm. <clears throat> a sense of unease accompanies those who view or come into close proximity with, to the painting. Reports of sudden illness, nausea, and overall discomfort are all linked to the ominous presence of the artwork. Is that what happened the past two days? Probably. In addition, some viewers have reported experiencing computer malfunctions, along with sensations of their throats constricting and difficulties in breathing. Um, Apparently, this one person, obviously, Mm -hmm. sounds like me, but no, it wasn't me. It was a legitimate report online. This guy was looking at the picture, writing something for uh, some college paper on it or something. 
And uh, he said his computer, he looked at it for a few seconds, brought it up in the window, uh, looked at it for a few seconds, and then his screen went, like, completely white, and then his computer just, like, died. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say and the little girl just popped up on it. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> you know what? Check, please. Yes, that's a check, please moment. Um, and some people have said that, yeah, nausea, difficulty breathing, throat closing, looking at it, all weird reports. Now, I can tell you that I definitely don't like looking at it. Not, I, I don't feel any of those things. It's just a weird, creepy painting. Like, I feel like the kid is, the menacing kid is just staring into my soul. I'm staring right back at him. I feel nothing. All right. I, I didn't. I feel nothing. I looked at it what I needed to do, and I was like, <laughs> I got it. I feel uh, feel like I understand the painting. So far, through your whole talking, I've just been kind of staring at it, except for that one moment where I showed you the busty lady. Oh, busty lady. Ooh, what's this painting? The painting was done in 1972 by artist William Stoneham. During the time he was under contract with Charles Feingarten Galleries, artist William Stone was tasked and probably taxed with (laughs) producing two paintings per month, each for $200. This particular piece emerged as one of these pieces created during this time. During an interview, Stoneham said of his paintings, um, and of this one, I've always had a connection to what Carl Jung called the collective unconscious. I think we all do. Artists, especially visual artists, are barometers for the currents which run through this collective. Dreams are a common experience people may have with this. My own experience is sensitivity to place, physical, geographical place. There are memories, echoes of all the life within a place. Maybe it's what's called channeling. When I painted the hand resist him in 1972... I used an old photo of myself at age five in a Chicago apartment. The hands of the other lives, the glass door, that thin veil between waking and dreaming, the girl doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. The painting's mystique unfolded in 1974 when it was sold to Feingarten Gallery of Beverly Hills. The gallery owner's claim of its eerie quality was affirmed by a heart... heart... Hard on. Oh, affirmed by a hired art critic. Both of these individuals met untimely deaths within a year. Both stepped off a bridge. Yep. <laughs> but they both uh, yeah, randomly died very close together and within the year. So The, the uncollective conscious. Ah. ah. The collective unconscious. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Um, you know who else mentioned that? Um. Zach Baggins. Sure. Did he? <laughs> Probably. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> He's wild. I have no clue. I don't watch him. Um, John Edmonds of Stardust Ranch. Yes. And he was talking to the aliens. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. Remember, we all have a collective unconscious that we just need to listen to? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. But if this is what it's going to come out with, a pass. <laughs> Parallels. <laughs> it's happening. The fate bow. Skilly-bop. The painting then fell into the possession of actor John Marley, who stored it in an old brewery. Marley, famous for his role in The Godfather, passed away in 1984 while under the painting's ownership, sparking speculation about its potential connection to his demise. Now, you haven't seen The Godfather, have you? I don't. I have the, you know, in my collection, but I haven't actually watched it. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, Is that the Could Have Been a Contender? The guy that like talks like that, Marlon Brando. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I he didn't had cotton balls in his in his for filming. Gotcha. Not, not in the movie universe. <laughs> just normally, he just yeah. walked around with him in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's intimidating. It is. Uh, I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. Um, life or death. That's that's your offer. John Marley. Yes. Uh, for people who don't know, he is the guy who woke up with a horse head in his bed. Well, I haven't seen that, but I've heard about that scene. Yes, that's him. But he died in 1984, um, and he did own the painting. But also... How long did he own the painting for? Exactly. That was the thing I couldn't find when he bought it. Yeah, he's owned the painting for 20 years. Assuming that the people died, those first two people of the gallery, they died in, see, 74, they bought it. So maybe, say, 75, they they died at the latest. Maybe he bought it in 76, so he had it for... 
between five to eight years, I'm going to say, right. before he died. So, I mean, people fucking die. They do. Yeah, people Just fucking happens. die. Yeah. Where's the painting right now? Uh, oh, hold on. Shh, Josh. <laughs> After Marley's death, a couple discovered and took over the painting's care, claiming over the next few years that its haunting vibe went beyond mere unease. They would watch the hands on the painting move, stretching out to reach for the boy. They could actually see it all happening behind him. Between the moving scene on the canvas and the general bad vibes it gave off, they decided to list the painting for sale on eBay. The intense eBay listing description read, this is interesting. It's always good. When we received this painting, we thought it was a really we thought it was really good art. A picker had found it in abandoned had found it abandoned behind an old brewery. At the time, we wondered a little why a seemingly perfect fine painting would be discarded like that. Today, we don't. One morning, our four-and-a-half-year-old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. Then they themselves would catch glimpses of him seemingly try to escape the frame. So... Uh, the painting doesn't creep me out, but the original photo that the painting's based off of yeah, creeps weird. the fuck out of yeah. me. I'm looking at it right now like, what the hell? Yeah. They continued. Now, I don't believe in UFOs or Elvis being alive, but my husband was alarmed to well, was alarmed to my amusement. He set up a motion-triggered camera for the nights. After three nights, there were pictures. The last two pictures are shown that from that stakeout. After seeing the boy seemingly exiting the painting under threat, we decided the painting has to go. Please judge for yourself. Where's the photos? Yes or no? I couldn't find them. Fuck. But actually, you do. What the hell, dude? If you have security photos, show them. Yeah, I was wondering if they were in the eBay listing. Because it also said judge for yourself, so. Exactly. That was a... But this was a long time ago, so there's a lot of haunted paintings on eBay. Supposed. Yeah, I can't find it. Anyway. The couple went as far as to even include a legal disclaimer for the purchaser of the painting. Warning. Do not bid on this painting if you are susceptible to stress related disease, faint of heart, or are unfamiliar with the supernatural with supernatural events. By bidding on this painting, you agree to release the owners of all liability in relation to the sale of any events happening after the sale that might be contributed to this painting. This painting may or may not possess supernatural powers and could impact or change your life. However, by bidding, you agree to exclusively bid on the value of the artwork with disregard to the last two photos featured in this auction and hold the owners harmless in regard to them and their impact expressed or implied. (laughs) Well, funny story, Lennon. I'm listening. I got a a surprise piece of art for us. Fuck that. It's going to go right here. Okay. It's coming Tuesday. Okay. It's called The Hands Resist Them. I don't know what that one is, but... Well, he did do sequel paintings. (laughs) Oh, did he? He did. Oh, because the first one wasn't creepy enough, right? No, exactly. I didn't even look up the other ones. Are the other ones, if you know, are the other ones cursed too? Not as far as I know. It's just this just one. Just that one. And Is there a reasoning behind it? No. Just cursed. It's just cursed. I think that, well, I'll tell you what I think. Go ahead. People went bonkers for this shit after the uh, listing yeah. and the uh, wild listing description. They ate it up like a buffet. 30,000 people viewed the listing after it became a sensation. The eventual, the eventual buyer, a gallery owner named Kim Smith, purchased the painting for a whopping $1,025 and tracked down Stoneham to ask him what the fuck was up with the painting and its inspiration, to which he gave his prior statements that I said at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The painting now sits in the back room of Smith's Perception Fine Art Gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It remains dormant in a back room at the request of Kim's son, who didn't want the most haunted painting in the world in their family home. Guys, I want to just, for the record right here, this Iron Man head, since I came into possession of it, has caused me many a great misfortunes. And I mean, it could be yours for the low, low price of $10,000. <laughs> if you want it. I mean, just be warned, it's cursed. Slightly cursed. Get that guy right back there, covering his nutsack up. <laughs> 
Nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about if they're listening. <laughs> Despite receiving six-figure offers, Smith says he has no intentions of selling the painting, at least yet. He also has said that despite its troubled past and its in his firsthand accounts of people falling victim to the bodily plagues it causes, he himself has yet to experience anything. So the curse of this painting. Yeah. Three people died. Okay. Happens. Happens. And people don't feel good about it. And that couple who had it apparently had pictures and their daughter had experiences of the... Uh, boy in the painting leaving the room or leaving the painting and running around the room. I think we can come up with something better. That's the cursed painting. <laughs> I like it. But yeah, I wonder how many of these cursed objects on eBay are actually cursed objects and mm-hmm. not just someone saying they are to raise the price of it. Right. Like how much did they make get uh, off that painting on eBay? 1025. 1025. The current owner has potentially over $100,000 plus. Yeah, six-figure offer, yeah. Well, slap my ass and call me Sandy. Evil living elf cursed object. Evil living elf cursed object. I'm just looking at cursed objects on eBay. Want to buy one? In my place, not your place. Well, we heard about your painting. Do you want to hear about a rock? Preferably a giant plateau? Does he have a Kevin snack? He doesn't have a Kevin snack. Ah. Yeah. Just some misfortune. Hit me with it. <laughs> I was going to throw it. I didn't know and what it was. What are my glasses on? <laughs> it almost as like if you'd see better if you had them on, right? Probably. Or you could just have surgery. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Now, in the center of Australia lies a large sandstone formation known as the Uluru Rock. The rock is estimated to be around 600 million years old, and it has many features and formations that are related to the stories and beliefs of the Anangu, who are the the aboriginal people of the area. They are a ribbit. (laughs) Ribbit. They are a ribbit with frustration. Don't touch my plateau rock formation thing. Ribbit. Ribbit. The Anangu... Named the rock Uluru, but in 1873, as always, European explorer William Goss renamed the rock Ayers Rock after a South Australian politician. The rock was later given the dual name of Ayers Uluru Rock in 1993 and then reversed to the Uluru Ayers Rock in 2002 out of respect for the Anagu people. Wishes. The Anagu have a spiritual and custodial relationship with the land, as most Native Americans do here in uh, the Americas. Mm-hmm. And they consider themselves linked to the, se- the, the, the center, <laughs> to the creator <laughs> spirit of the rock. They have many stories and legends that explain the origin of the rock, such as the battle between two tribes over a lizard woman, the snake ancestors, that shaped the rock and the marks left by the ancestors, ancestral beings of the rock. But here's the one I found most of my research, which kind of cover all three of them. So I'm wondering if that description was for this one. Okay. Long ago in a galaxy far, far. Oh, sorry. That was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago when the world was young and it was the time of the dreaming, two tribes clashed near Uluru. Their feud centered around Kunia, a wise woman serpent, and her ill-fated nephew. Now, the dreaming, for reference, also known as dream time, is a concept deeply woven, woven into the tapestry of the Australian Aboriginal beliefs. Imagine a time before time, a realm where the ordinary and the mystical coexist. This is the dreaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this rock before. I've seen this for me. It's wild. It's just a random, ginormous fucking plateau. It is, and it must be, like, really compacted together because scientists said that thing should have fallen apart a long time ago. It's it, Or something like that. It's so out of place. Yeah. Sorry. I Don't be sorry. I recognize the name. 
And I was I when I looked it up, I, it just she clicked the jacket. I've never seen or heard of it before. I didn't even know it was in Australia. Yeah, it's weird. You know what else is in Australia? Yowie wowie. Yes, that's exactly what I was going with. You weren't talking about her. No, never. Me? I mean, Shakira and Rhea. Two totally different, like, avenues, but both of them are, yes, please. Uh, most of my favorite things are Australian. Um, I, and it, I really wish that I had lived in Australia. Well, you still can. But that requires restarting your life. Fuck it. So, <laughs> Kania, I'm gonna Kania is what I'm gonna go with. Okay, her Kania. <laughs> hey, we don't say that word. <laughs> no ias. Kania, her neck adorned with eggs like a necklace, journeyed from the distant east. Her purpose: to lay her precious offspring upon this sacred land. She chose Uluru as her birthing ground, placing her eggs at Kania Pita, Piti, the northeastern corner. As she slithered, her scales etched grooves into the ground, marking her passage. On the other side of the Uluru, a young Kania, also a python, met a tragic fate. He had angered a group of Liru, venomous brown snakes, from the southwest. The Liru seeked revenge and attacked the young python, hurling their spears at him. The force of their spears pierced the rock face, leaving a series of round holes that remain visible to this day. The young Kinya, despite his efforts to dodge the spears, fell lifeless as a victim of tri- tribal hostility. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the Liru, a young <laughs> I just reversed. Hold on. Let me go down a couple lines. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I just went in a circle. Uh, you think about a circle is just a straight line, um, but curved. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but straight line and a flat earth, though. <laughs> There's a lot of snakes in this one. Were you okay writing this? Did yeah, you have a bit of a panic attack? It doesn't bother me writing it, but if you put one on the table, I'll piss my pants. <laughs> I'll piss my pants. Uh, Yikes. You see, meeting an alien, scary enough. You know, gray alien, uh, uh, Nordic, all these ones. You get a fucking reptilian in front of me, there's shit all over my pants. It's gone. It's <laughs> Who done. shit done. my pants? <laughs> We're done. I'm not even going to like hide it. It's like, I did that. You're scary as fuck. Yeah. Sharpen your teeth. Worst, worst case scenario is uh, reptilian is just literally a giant snake. But like. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there goes my afternoon. But I mean, in the, I mean, in the jungle, there's giant snakes. There's big yeah. ass fucking things that are as wide as your chest, shoulder to shoulder. I know. They could swallow me whole. Yeah. Some big fucks. Called an anaconda. There's those ones. <laughs> there's those ones. Yeah. Oh, how about pythons in Florida? Yeah. Big well, anacondas are bigger. They can grow up to like... Boas. I think that... Uh, see, what would be worse? Would it be worse getting you fidgeting now? Because I, my plan is to get you fidgeting, not that you are. Because uh, you got me fidgeting about the flying stuff. Uh, would you rather be bit and uh, die from the venom of a snake? Or would you rather be constricted to death by a giant boa? Mm, that's a tough one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't like suffocating, so I guess I would go with the venom. Yeah. I don't know how it probably is painful and terrible. Don't give but me it's wrong. probably quicker. Yeah. And you're not. They you're say, literally feeling your bones breaking as they're exactly. constricting you. You're not just instantly dying. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Because <clears throat> I know the venom like congeals your blood, and that's how it kills you, and blah yeah. blah blah. But they t- say that people need to get to a hospital, depending on the venom bite. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, whereas constricting, you're just, like you said, suffocating. Right. Breaking bones. Ugh. Oh, disgusting. Now, let me try this again. The Liru harbored ancient grudges. Their spears, sharp and ventral, pierced the rock face, leaving round holes and evidence of their wrath. The news reached the Kinu. Kinu I came and like, keep a consistent fuck up. <laughs> I can't keep it consistent. 
Kania woman, and her sorrow knew no bounds. She was near, not merely a serpent, she was a guardian of the land, a keeper of stories. With and rage burning... Oops, sorry. It's an end of the galaxy. <laughs> With rage burning in her serpentine heart, she invoked the powers. Her powers, not the powers. <laughs> the earth trembled and the sky wept. The battle raged near a watering hole that I'm not even going to attempt. And the very ground quivered under the weight of their struggle. As the blood of the fallen soaked the soul, oil, soil, (laughs) (laughs) soul, something extraordinary happened. The earth itself responded. A primal force awakened. Galactus arrived. No, I'm joking. He is here. (laughs) Alur, born from the anguish and magic, rose majestically. Its crimson hue whispered secrets of creation, of life and death intertwined. The canoe... Kunya's grief and the Liru's fury, they melded into the rock, shaping its contours, etching their saga for eternity. And they told, you will become one of the greatest WWE wrestlers. If you smell. (laughs) We don't like him right now, apparently. So What? He returned. And apparently he's a bad guy now. Oh, that's right. They do good guy, bad guy thing. Yes, they do. I forgot about that. It fits. He's having like a terrible fucking uh, past couple like years, years, isn't it? Of movies? Everything is just going yeah. down on him. Not like that. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> so might as well make him a heel, get his face back up. I have no clue. Heel is a bad guy for you non-wrestling watchers. Thanks, because I didn't know what that was. I just went with that. <laughs> he's like a heel. What's wrong with my heel? I, I guess his head looks like a heel. He's bald. <laughs> his head looks like a thumb. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Now, this is one of a couple origin stories for Aluru and why some think there's a curse attached to the rocks people swipe, swipe or no swiping, from the site. <laughs> swipe or no swiping. I throw that in there. Back, 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 back. Leave it at home. Someone's having a fiesta in your <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Is that in my apartment? There's a kid's room over here. It's not above us. No, but they're talking. It's coming through the vent. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Hey. Because they can hear echoing in the duct. That means they can hear us probably yelling and screaming like fucking doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. That's true. <laughs> Shut right. up. We're trying to make magic. Eh? Oh, you won't be able to hear them. You can never hear anything on these mics. Or outside wise. Uh, I know, but I can hear him and I'm distracted. <laughs> huh? Timmy did what? He's stuck in a well. Not again. Can I pet that dog? What will this motherfucking learn? <laughs> they are loud though. They are. They, they in the vents just talking like this. <laughs> they kind of it's like, it's like they're playing a game of telephone. It's actually two different apartments. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Um, now when Steve Hill a curious traveler I just swerved right back into that let's get back on the road now when Steve Hill a curious traveler visited the Uluru site he spotted what he thought was a beautiful rock (laughs) it's a beautiful rock indeed (laughs) it was he pocketed the pebble from Uluru innocent enough or so he thought but as he journeyed home, his fortune clung to him like a lost sock on a laundry day while aboard the USS Cyclops on March 4th, 1918. <laughs> Bermuda Triangle, y'all. No shit. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I came up with that by myself. Running all back around. <laughs> anyways, on the, I actually wrote anyways in my note, too. I didn't realize that. I came up that by myself. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. It was good. I liked it. Anyways. On his way home, his car was attacked by killer hornets, kangaroos. Oh, the damn ruse! <laughs> just, just a possum. Fucking ruse! <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> you ever seen that video of the Australian guy in his dash cam? Mm, he like hit. He, he he was driving, and a kangaroo jumped out in front of him, and he hit it, smashed his windshield, and he goes, "Fucking ruse!" <laughs> <laughs> No, I've seen the one where the dog is getting like drowned and the guy the goes, dude squares up to it. <laughs> that fucking jacked ass kangaroo is like, like, what the fuck are you gonna do? My favorite part is the kangaroo looked at him, like took a step back, and he's like, Sick, that really? shit's happened. This is never All happened. Right. Before. <laughs> I'm gonna leave, I guess. 
I get it. <laughs> it was attacked by kangaroos. The car then broke down completely, and all the photos from the trip mysteriously vanished from his phone. He became convinced that the stolen rock was to blame and carried a curse, an ancient energy that defied reason. Yeah. I wish we had a TV. <laughs> I know, if only. He's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> And a fucking intent. <laughs> this, he, Look at this fucking thing. He's like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> that is actually Steve Hill. <laughs> <laughs> He's just still played. Dude, that thing, not, that's worse than deer around here. Yeah, that, that thing was like, hop the I'm car. Gonna, you know what? I'm going to go back. You know what? Fuck this car. Fuck this guy in particular. <laughs> he just jumped. Kick the fucking <laughs> fucking room. <Ooh>, all right. <clears throat> like a kangaroo on a bad day, let's get this thing back on track. Doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> oh, no footsie, please. You're Speaking in of, my zone. <laughs> well, everything is my zone. That's true. No, I'm joking. I apologize. <laughs> what was I thinking? He is not alone. Though, as others believe <laughs> that rocks removed from the site are cursed, many visitors who have offended the land and stole a rock. Did you hear that again? <laughs> this yeah. is going to distract me every single time. <laughs> okay. Who have offended the land and stolen a rock have mailed the rocks back, which park rangers have nicknamed Sorry Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> these, these fragments bore guilt like icons lifted from a sacred altar. Mm-hmm. Now, stop saying now. Side tangent, the U.S. Oh, tried to steal a rock. Was his name Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about the country? Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's a good one. It's a good one. It took a second. <laughs> Not the brightest sharp in the tool. I love it. You got it. I love it. <clears throat> Now, while some truly believe these rocks are cursed and bring them bad luck, most return the stolen rocks out of guilt. Yeah. According to the rangers, at least one package of sorry rocks, along with an apology letter, gets mailed back to them every day. Now, here's a couple letters. When I received the rock, I was so worried that I wanted to return it as soon as possible. In just one week... My brother broke up with his girlfriend. <gasps> My father went to the hospital. And he will have heart surgery on the 20th of January. Anyways, I just wanted to return the rock to its rightful place and say goodbye to the bad luck. Said a man from Hong Kong who received one of the gift as a gift. Uh, maybe the girlfriend was cheating on him. And maybe his dad had some kind of issue that was caught in time and saved his life. Exactly. It's all about you spinning. Spin team. It's a Parks and Rec reference. <laughs> Another account comes from someone named Yvonne Devon, who, who was on a school trip and had experienced some odd things. It's like my best friend, Doug Lug. <laughs> Yvonne Devon. Dovan. I think it's Dovan, but whatever. Ready for the odd things? All right. We were warned not to take any of the rocks back. No, sorry. We were warned not to take any of the rocks because of the bad luck they bring. On the way back, things kept going wrong, and it came out that one of the girls had stolen some of the rocks. She was bullied off the bus and made to leave it behind. No more bad things happened. Great story. Great story. Phenomenal. I don't know what these bad things were, but they didn't happen anymore after she was bullied. Huzzah to bullying. No mas. El bullio. And one last letter that I could find. Huh. Came from a British tourist. Tourist? Nope, tourist. <laughs> Things were good in my life before I took some of the I- Ayers Rock home with me. Ayers Rock home with me. What the fuck was I saying? <laughs> but since then, my wife has had a stroke, and things have worked out terribly for my children. Don't know what happened, but they've worked out terribly. We have had nothing but bad luck. Here's your rock. Oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> I love the vagueness of everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, my kids have just had terrible, terrible time. It has not worked out for them. They okay. lost their crayons. Jesus, you know. They got a their dreidel. Eighty three on their. They calc needed eighty four to pass with an A. Oh no, you don't need eighty four. You need a sixty six or higher. I, I know with, that from my high school days. I said with an A. Oh, yeah, fuck that. All right, we're going to... C-plus student, see your way out. <laughs> I saw my way out of that one. <laughs> the Inagu consider this theft a breach of trust with the land, and stealing the rocks is similar to stealing an icon from a church. It also carries a steep fine more than 6000 U.S. dollars if the perp is ever caught. No shit. But I digress. Mm. The curse traced back to the creation myth. <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh. You were laughing. <laughs> oh, sorry. The curse traced back to the creation myth, which was steeped in blood and magic after the return of the rock. If you smell. <laughs> He's a hero, villain now, I hear. <laughs> the, the wind whispered. <laughs> they made him a foot. <laughs> <laughs> the wind whispered. Return of what was once taken mends the tear of fate. All right. <laughs> hey, that's the wind for you. That's <laughs> the wind. Poetic <laughs> motherfucker. The Uluru Rock is one of the most iconic and recognizable natural landmarks in the world. And it represents the diversity and the beauty of Australia's natural and cultural heritage. It is also one of the most important indigenous sites in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it deserves respect and appreciation from all who visit it. Yeah. All right. I did delete that snake picture. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say on the on the on the rock. Um, he also has it in his contract that he can't lose a fight. That's only for Fast movies. Yeah, no, movies in general. Oh, him and Diesel. Yes, which caused issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, he did return. So the Allure Rock. That was that was the Allure Rock. It's gorgeous. Yes. It's a good rock. A little bit of sneaky snake Gorgeous. Talk. It's gorgeous. <laughs> the best rock. I can't talk like him. The so best rock. Well, you did the good gestures. The best rock I've ever seen. Nobody could do a better rock. <laughs> Trying to do a better rock. I can't get the... <laughs> the rock says, no, your rule is shut your mouth. <laughs> Lennon? Yeah. Ducky Ducky time? Yeah. Or sleepy sleepy time? Oh. How about we start with Ducky Ducky time? What's your thoughts on curses? Uh, Preferably the two we just talked about. Honestly. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, I'll start with those two. Just all of them. Just keep going. These ones are incredible to me. Yeah. Um, some of them are actually like, yeah, shit, that might have some actual fucking juju to it. These ones, it's just like, I think people are just fucking attributing coincidence not coincidence attributing shit mm. you know whereas stuff that would have happened in life regardless such as death you know, kangaroo attacking <laughs> your car apparently fucking roo <laughs> fucking roo uh yeah these ones are kind of not that believable i don't really believe in curses other ones much. spoiler yeah. other ones such as like tootin comments curse uh the unlucky mummy if that was true Apparently the terracotta soldiers, apparently they're cursed. I looked at that one. I looked at that one, too. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a history one. But I didn't do that one, obviously. You didn't? I thought that's what we talked about all day. No. You like curses? Hey, do you like curses? (laughs) Curses. Curse. Uh, Fuck. Shit. Bitch. Not that kind? No. Oh. I'm not a big fan of curses. I don't really think any of them are real. I think it's all just a manifestation of your mind. You read something that says you are cursed if you open this tomb, and then you manifest it because you just live life. Let me get to you think, the... Are you thinking it's like a Talpa type deal? Yeah. You, you, um, like I said in the opening... Um, I wasn't uh, here for that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me refresh you. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that's the words, phrases. Um, it just gets in your head. and You attribute it's... every bad thing in life that happens during that time. To a curse. Mm-hmm. If I bought a goddamn painting and I hit a deer today, the curse is on the painting. 
Uh, the painting is cursed. <laughs> I said that backwards. <laughs> but if I didn't buy it and I still hit the same deer in the same day, it's just normal life. Exactly. Yeah. So sometimes you hit deer. <clears throat> now, if you die mysteriously, and then the next owner dies mysteriously, and then the ne- then you can come talk to me yeah. until something like that happens. I don't know. Have we ever covered anything like that? How about this? We're going to look at two different perspectives. A way to look at okay. it. Okay. With a little help of uh, my friends. Yes. Yeah. We all get a little help from our friends. Mm-hmm. One way if to. If you need. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a sing along. Anybody. I, like I want somebody to love. That just hit deep for me. God damn it. Anyways, one way to look at curses are that they are not the result of psychological or epigenic factors. You can tell I didn't write that word. <laughs> I would never write that word. It's our research assistant. Epigenetic factors. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking what? But rather the manifestation of a hidden reality that transcends the laws of nature. Causes may be intentionally cast or unintentionally brought forth by individuals, harboring intense feelings or anger or resentment. Cause, uh, not causes, sorry, curses may also be the work of malevolent spirits, demons, or gods who seek to punish or harm humans for their sins or transgressions. Curses may have have various effects such as causing physical or mental illness, bad luck, accidents, deaths, or even affecting the fate of of entire nations or civilizations. We've got to get the list in here, okay? I had to make sure I had a part with lists. Mm -hmm. This perspective suggests that curses are a powerful force that can have a lasting impact on those those affected by them, and that they can only be broken by specific rituals, prayers, or counter curses. Now, another perspective on curses is that one of them, <coughs> one of them cleared their throat. <laughs> you, you snapped like you were going, like you were yelling at your kids for like being loud in the air. Like shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mid word, even. Okay. Whew. Sorry when about I that. said to you that, <laughs> <laughs> cut it. Oh, I just shut off. This cannot be cut. <laughs> Another perspective on curses is that mm, keep saying that it's the, mm. <laughs> the is the one that views them as a form of psychological manipulation. Oh shit! Or self fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. According to this perspective, curses have no inherent power, but they can influence people's behavior and perception through power of suggestion. For example, if someone believes that they are cursed, they may become more anxious, pessimistic, and careless, and thus attract more negative outcomes. Conversely, if someone rejects the ideas of curses, they may feel more confident, optimistic, and resilient. I reject curses, but I don't feel more confident, optimistic, and resilient, so whatever, and thus overcome challenges more easily. This perspective suggests that the way we think about curses can shape our own reality mm-hmm. and that we have the ability to break free from the influence by changing our mindset. And that's not just for curses, all right? Break free from the, in- the influence. Stop with these Stanley cups. We're talking about the drinking cup. Oh. All right, you fucking cheap. Like, now all y'all are drinking lead. Say, I hope you like, like the lead. billion dollar industry. I hope they like drinking lead. No, I'm talking about NHL. Oh, oh yeah, not that. <laughs> If you enjoy Stanley Cup in terms of Look, hockey. I just want to say, as a contractor, I've had a Stanley Cup for about six years now, and that thing's gone strong. But it's one of the your grandpa's thermos ones that I keep my coffee in in the wintertime. So. The normal ones. But still, you didn't have to fucking beat a goddamn child in the no. head to get the goddamn cup. No, but it's also. Just a cup. Now. It holds water. Because of these people. I am embarrassed to bring my thermos that I've had for years to work. But you were a trendsetter, not a trend follower. Yes. All right, that's a difference. I, I can't stand the people that buy it just because their favorite influencer, like Taylor Swift, <laughs> fucking bought it. I know Taylor Swift didn't buy it, but you get the point. That's your girl. Just fucking hate her. Oh, my. 
well, side football tangent that you probably don't care about. I was working today, and it was talking about the Super Bowl. <clears throat> it was. It was. And they're talking about player props, props and betting. Sure. And they're talking about Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, is he over under X amount of yards, catches, uh, receptions, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And did it say Travis Kelsey's Super Bowl props? No, 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 no. It said Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's Super Bowl props. What? Exactly. There was no prop for Taylor Swift. It was just all Kelsey, but they had to throw her name in there. They did a five-minute segment just on fucking her, dancing and doing all this shit. And all I can think of is, why? Why? What the fuck? When Gerard Piquet was married to Shakira, they didn't do any of that shit during any Barcelona game. They don't do it for Haley Steinfeld and Josh Allen. They don't do it for Simone Biles and whatever Green Bay Packers she's married to. Um, Eminem, who was at the fucking Niners-Detroit game, they showed him once. They don't do that yeah. for anybody, just Taylor Swift. They'll show like, famous show people in the, in the crowd. Be like, oh, look, David Beckham came to this game. Cool, that's cool. Yeah. Not every time exactly. someone makes a play. I don't watch why. football, so I don't know yeah. how excessive it is. Oh, if you somehow watch the Super Bowl, I'm betting at the very least seven, eight times they will show her. Anytime he makes a play or they score a touchdown or any big play happens, they have to show her. So that's why I'm hoping the San Francisco 49ers destroy the fucking Chiefs 700 to fucking zero and don't show that beep at all. Mm. It's way overdone. It has nothing to do with football. And if your life is that inconsequential and boring that you need to fucking watch a game just to see someone watching a game, get a life. I'm sorry. Now that I've alienated half our fucking people because she's so powerful... Welcome, welcome, you five that are still here on that bombshell. Lennon, do you have anything to add? Actually, no, no, I read all this stuff and I have said nothing, nothing about it. Lennon, anything to add to what I said? No, (laughs) you did good. Uh, You believe in curses, though. That's that's what I was trying to. No, you don't believe in curses. I'm sorry. I thought you did. No. You can believe in them. I don't believe in curses per se as a curse. But I do think that some time or some things have been imbued with some kind of ener- negative energy. Okay. Um, not you can actually convince I'm, me of that. Yeah. I'm thinking not so much like the painting or the doll. The doll might just be like that got doll one I talked about. Right. That might just be a ghost possessing it. Like that, that's, that's what, not a curse to me. No, right? and that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, the like big box. kings is just a goddamn. Um, uh, it could. Uh, uh, Demon, like a, a poltergeist. Couldn't poltergeist. think of the fucking word. Sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> you looked like you were struggling too. I was struggling to keep up. Yeah. yeah poltergeist. Yeah. Most people do. Um, the. Do, 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 That's do, my intro. <laughs> You're listening to the. Do, 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 do. Um, yeah. No. I think it's just uh, negative energy imbued in certain events or certain things <laughs> called a curse because of um, early on religious and spiritual beliefs. And King Tut, too? Like that. Like, that was cursed based off of their Egyptian religion at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever forces they were tapping into by, quote-unquote, cursing it. We both don't believe in curses. Interesting. Yeah. I expected you to believe in them. Yeah. I don't oh. believe in anything anymore. I, don't know. I was looking for my outro, people. I don't have the outro. So on that bombshell, Lennon, my nef, my little brother... My dog. Can I pet that dog? No, he does not want to be pet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pet that dog. <laughs> uh, these people, they want to hear your sweet outro. Ladies, gentlemen, and squatches, once again, thank you so much for listening to the Don't Touch My Sasquatch Cursed Podcast. <laughs> if I you're hope it's not cursed, <laughs> fuck. If you're enjoying our show and want to show some love, hop over to our Patreon where you can dive into our treasure trove of exclusive exclusive bonus content exclusive that's a new word it's an exclusive and explore the multitude of perks we offer to our supporters explore our website where our exclusive mysterious merch awaits pair it with our patreon membership for a special discount on your purchase because who doesn't love a good combo deal connect with us on facebook instagram or send us an email at dtscast@gmail.com. we're always thrilled to hear from our incredible listener for a visual treat check out the youtube channel where josh crafts Incredible video editions of our episodes. So Don't you can see what just happened there. Yeah. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. Links to everything can be found in the show notes below. And hey, while you're now, while you're listening, why not drop us a five-star rating? Your support fuels our growth, ensuring you 
more fantastic content for your ears. Actually, just do it. Wow. Yeah, just do it. Is that pause? Dude. Welcome back. Thank you for being part of our cryptid, UFO, and spirit seekers coalition. Until our next encounter, keep exploring. Remember to stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch the suspect. Don't do it. He's fighting a kangaroo. Get up at that dog. Thank you to the ASMR podcast. We are your hosts. I am Dingledork, and my partner over there is Fluffnutter. Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Duncan, like Duncan Fluffnutter. <laughs> I didn't know I was trying to sound different name. Name's Duncan Fluffnutter. Here's our friend. Can you pet that dog? God Previously, Dr. Duncan Fluffnutter. Oh, you? What happened to the doctor part? This uh, bar. Shit. This is a stick up. Come out with your hands up and your pants down. <laughs> Was that more energy, Menon? In many types of haunts. Jesus Christ, what's happening? <laughs> well, I thought we were holding our mics while we talk. <laughs> this is what I do, you know. And I had the slider to just Not kind of jack it out. The joke backfired. I fucked it all up. <laughs> I hear nothing. I am deaf. They call me a chew. Is that you? No. That wasn't me. Wasn't me. I didn't lock my door. I wonder if someone's in my apartment right now. <laughs> I don't know why they would be. All right. Back on Garth. I don't think anybody's here. Back at it. They're going to kill us. <laughs> just make it quick. Actually, just let it happen. Over <laughs> just, the... F- that was such a give up moment. Do magic tricks. They do. They disappear. They reappear. There's a card trick. What card am I holding? It's an ace of hearts. You son of a bitch. Ha! Magic. Wunderbar. <laughs> Grazie. Oh, 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 oh. We're into nasty now. Mm-hmm. We kind of are. Yeah. There's a lot of sounds on that. We'll cut that. Oh. <laughs> oh. There you go. That, that helped out. <laughs> Fucking kangaroo. <laughs> Holy neck. <laughs> you know what time it is. Don't touch my Sasquatch. Josh out. Josh out with the mic staying vertical this time. We got that vertical leap of stationary. Like my penis. <laughs>